intricate space. In rural parts of India, where resources are limited and located far away from bustling cities, it is challenging for women to save and get financial support for their hard-earned money. Many of these women want a safe place to put their money. This is for emergency, but most importantly, to build a better future for themselves and their families. These women rose up to the challenges of India's caste system by paving the way and fighting for their rights. After years of challenges, the Mandashi Bank was founded. The Mandashi Bank provides women with the business and financial knowledge, skills, and support necessary to give them more control over their lives. What were the challenges of these women? How did they prevail over discrimination? We have the privilege to speak to Chetna Sinha, the founder of Mandashi Bank, India's largest rural bank. In this special interview, she shares stories about women not only fighting poverty but seeking prosperity in rural India. When women become economically active, she says, the community prospers. Hello, my name is Ling Ling, and I'm here at the Women's Forum Asia. With us, we have a special guest, Chetna Sinha, the founder of Mandashi Bank. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, and it's my pleasure to be here. It's our honor to have you on on the podcast.、Uh, I enjoyed your talk at the panel at the Women's Forum Asia, and the panel is about up with inclusion: how businesses can take a stand. For inclusive growth, and Georgette, who was the moderator, said, "You are the rock star of NGOs with your Mandashi Bank." So, for our listeners who are not familiar with Mandashi Bank, can you tell them a little bit about it and how it came about? So, nearly twenty-five years back, when I、um, I was teaching economics in Mumbai, and、uh, At the same time, I was working with the Gandhian organization, where young people were invited and attracted to work in rural India, villages of India. So I got really interested, and I used to go to the villages and work with women in India. And then there, I met a farmer. My, I mean, who was not very educated,、um, not highly educated. But who could pull the crowd of village in village? And he was working for women, poor women, to get water and the work wage wages. So I started working with him, fell in love with him, decided to marry him, and I I then thought I am done with Mumbai. Left Mumbai and went to his village. When I was staying with him. I met a woman named Kanta Bai. She was street vendor. She was sharpening weeds and giving that service to the farmers. She were, didn't have a house. She was doing her business on the street and staying with her family also on the street. She came to me and she said that I want to do savings. My first question to her was. That do you have enough money to save? You don't even have a house to stay. But she kept on saying that I'm staying on the street with my family, and in summer it is so hot. 
there is a nearly 47 degree celsius and in summer i want a shelter for my kids and i want to buy a tarpaulin sheet and for that i want to do savings i i realize kantabai is not asking any money not even she saying i'm poor i need this what she is asking is an opportunity to save her hard earned money i thought she has all the rights for that and so then i went with her to different banks to open her saving account open a kantabai saving account bank said that she is she wants to save daily half less than half cent a day she is not an affordable client for us and they denied opening her account i felt she has all the right to have a banking account why not start a bank for women like kantabai and we applied for the banking license and our women i mean we had to give a proposal to the central bank of india with all the details about these women their addresses their business their education where they are staying so when it came to the signature they had a thumb impression because they were not literate and so we gave a proposal to the central bank and it was rejected on the ground that you know we you cannot start a bank with the promo- whose promoting members are non literate i was devastated i was coming from mumbai to my village maswad i was weeping and i told our women that you know we couldn't get the license because our women were not literate they couldn't read and write you know what women said that we we couldn't get the license because we cannot read and write why are you crying we will learn to read and write from today and our literacy classes started from the very day when i saw the confidence in them then we decided maybe after 5 months we should apply again i wasn't sure that we'll get the license or not but i could see the confidence of women so i thought it is important for them to meet those officers and face them and so after 5 months we applied again and at that time i didn't go alone with me 15 women accompanied to mumbai to central bank of india i wasn't sure what they are going to say but i i could see the they were very excited about everything and when we went and entered the director's office a women said that to the officer that you rejected the license because we cannot read and write but they said we cannot read and write but we can count and they challenged the officer saying that tell us to calculate the interest of any principal amount if we fail don't issue the license tell your officers to do it without calculator and see who can calculate faster so needly i mean a meeting then went on for 2 hours because the officer really got interested and was listening to women and we came back we were not sure what will happen but after 3 months we got a by post because it was a very remote area and there were no tele telecommunication so reserve bank were trying to call us that we have issued the license but the, so they registered they did a registered they did a posting under registration and i got a message from reserve bank that this is a first license which we have sent by post because you guys didn't come back 
and it was just a uh, like a history and yeah we got the license and now we are one of the largest rural women's bank of india we have more than half million women banking with us and our total cumulative figures of our working capital is more than 100 million dollars and there is no investor outside investor it is all women savings women capital and women loan so this is mandishi bank it is such an inspiring story because you shared this on your panel and i'm thinking to myself wow these women have a lot of courage they have a lot of confidence and i can't help but wonder where does this courage and confidence of the women came from because for me i am a female entrepreneur and there are days where i feel not confident and not courageous at all so can you share with us a little bit about the women that were involved in the mandishi bank so let me tell you another story of women she's kera bai she must be like in 70s she does banking with us and one day she came to the bank and she said that she was mortgaging gold and taking loan so i asked her that why are you mortgaging gold and taking loan she said that i want to buy a fodder grass for my animals there is such a bad drought there is no water and then she tells me that you know if we leave this area in search of water with whom are you going to do banking after listening to her i felt she is actually suggesting me a very different model of banking banking just does not mean saving credit loan it also means that how during the time of disaster you need to do something right so then we decided that we need to do get water and fodder for the animals of our women because 90% of the women in rural india their livelihood is cattle milk business and so then we started a cattle camp and kirabai was very happy but what she was doing in the cattle camp where all the farmers came with the animals and we were providing fodder and water to the farmers and uh, for animals she would sing and motivate the farmers and actually mandeshi also has a radio oh so we have a community radio it is run by managed by our community and so kirabai after like she became very popular at the cattle camp and then she said that you know what i want to feature my program at radio so i told her why don't you go to the radio manager and talk to her so she went there and she said i want to feature my program at radio and the manager said that kirabai you cannot read and write how are you going to do the series of program so she said that i cannot read and write but i can sing and why do i need to write when i am going to sing i have everything in my brain and then she started singing on the radio and believe me she became a famous radio jockey and in india then she was invited by mumbai radio all over and then a one very famous radio jockey very famous bollywood songwriter mr bakshi his son he wrote a book on a chapter on kirabai and he asked her 
that uh, how did you learn to sing you know what kirabai said she said that actually when i got married at the age of 12 and when i was first time pregnant i was continuously feeling hungry but we didn't have enough food to eat so to forget the hunger i started singing i just saw that there's so much of wisdom in these women they are facing so many obstacles but still they are so wise and they have been able to retain that wise culture so these are the women when i say that like we are banking with these many women i just find the ordinary women they have done just extraordinary things yeah it sounds like the women who are at your bank they've gone through many obstacles and challenges and somehow found a way to survive and not to survive but also to thrive and help grow yes. their businesses and their family you mentioned something in the panel about not only fighting against poverty but having to grow prosperity yes yeah this i've learned from our women you know when you go as a and you decide oh people are so poor and they don't know you assume that you need to advise them you assume that you need to tell them you assume that they don't know anything right so when we were doing uh, i mean women didn't come to the bank and they were very busy so i just asked them that there was so much excitement when we got the banking license why have you, why don't you come to the bank and they said that we are working whole day we don't have time to come to the bank so we decided to give a door step banking and while we were giving when we were providing door step banking we also now the i mean things have changed in the banking sector everything is digital so we also started a mobile banking and when we were providing that to our women so these women said and obviously there are a lot of technology into it and how are you going to use your mobile and of course they know but so when we were saying that you will have to the methods change right so now you are doing mobile banking so the pin number will come before they were not given license because they had they were using thumb right and they couldn't sign now it is pin number so we thought maybe they don't remember they will not remember pin number they said we don't want pin number and we assumed that maybe because they are not educated they will not remember pin number they said no no find some other solution so then we said that okay and we we are doing pilot and we are linking our mobile banking with biometric and when they use the thumb the same thumb which rejected the license right they use the thumb and they said see anybody can steal my pin number but nobody can steal my thumb and that was when i saw that i saw that these women are like and it was actually they were teaching me right that never provide poor solutions to poor people they are smart they are not just thinking beyond poverty they are thinking of prosperity they want not only we talk of access to banking access to this access to this they they will not do it till they are sure that we are going to generate wealth from that and that wealth can be anything i mean why women want control on finance 
because they say we want to educate our children we want to keep our family healthy when women come to the bank or women come to the radio when women come to a foundation they don't come alone they come with their families they come with their communities and they come with these wise solution when we use this biometric at that time i realized that many times like lot of people those who innovate do research i saw the banking experience of how they dealt with the bank officer and then at in mobile banking how they suggested us the solution i felt they have never been to the school but they are perfect financial engineer right our women and in the similar way when they were when they use a biometric they don't know the technology and the technology solutions but whatever solution they offered is going to work for millions and millions of people who have never had a book and a pen have never been to the school but they are going to use the technology and so these are my teachers and and the lessons i've learned from them is one never provide poor solutions to poor people two these women they are not they are thinking beyond poverty they are thinking for prosperity and for them prosperity is not for me only prosperity is for the community so when they become economically active the community prospers your story is so beautiful about how the women they started off with a thumbprint on a paper when they don't know how to write and eventually they have learned how to use the technology to use the same thumbprint to be able to access banking how ironic that it became like a circle going back to where where it is today so for for our listeners who are also entrepreneurs who are also women and maybe not as courageous as the women at your mandeshi bank what advice can you give to them if they want to think beyond poverty and think about prosperity for themselves in the community i've just come here from india and two days before we have a, we had a annual general meeting of our bank and all members were there and i was telling them that you know i'm going to singapore it's a country of capital it's a country of like you know so many things and so i was just telling that what am i what should i go and speak there and then these women they said and and we are already in our annual general meeting we decided that we will launch a fund which is dedicated to women entrepreneurs and so i i just was talking to them that what should i tell what should i speak here you know what our women said that when we started bank for 5 years we didn't take a dividend from the profit we reinvested our dividend and built a very solid strong institution so even if you go to these rich people fine we want to set up a million dollar fund don't tell we are anyway will figure out and get the investors we started a bank without any investors we will get the investors but tell these investors that you know capital you may have lot of capital fine but for us our courage is the capital 
and to all new young entrepreneurs to all new young vibrant people i feel that the younger generation is much more open less biased i would just like to tell them that your courage is your capital if you have that you are going to win the world that is so beautiful thank you so much for your time with us chatna i appreciate it thanks i enjoyed sharing my stories that was chatna sinha the founder of mandashi bank india's largest rural bank we just spoke about helping rural women achieve their dreams This is the final episode of the Leaders of Learning podcast for season 4. Join us for season 5 in the year 2020 where we have a fantastic lineup of speakers to share with you their expertise and knowledge in a wide range of topics from lifelong learning to storytelling and even leadership. As we wave goodbye to 2019 and welcome the year 2020, we wish you a new year of renewed hopes, exciting goals, and smooth growth in your personal and professional lives. Till season 5, happy holidays and happy new year from the Leaders of Learning podcast.